got little squirrels. I call them two. T- I'm one big turkey leg with two turkey legs on the bottom. <laughs> what an image. You're a walking ren fair. I am. I'm a walking <laughs> ren fair. Hey. Hi. Are we recording? We are. We are. I, I got it. that in there. That's fine. <laughs> I own it. What a way to start. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. I'm Kat Eves. I'm a stylist. And, and this, this is Gaudy Positive. Positive. Can I say how much fun last week's episode was? So fun. Jen yes. is a treat. Yes. We will have her back on. Also, I, this is a side note. I hope she hears this. I really like her voice. She does have a really nice Where voice. Where is she from? No idea. It's, we she's probably like should a ask very her. cool, like, I feel like she's from the Midwest. Well, we can ask her next time. All right. Don't, I, don't tell her to bring forget. a hot dish. That's how we'll know. Oh, well, I mean, I could have made you a hot dish. Listen, if, you if she knows what it is, she's from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Although <laughs> I'm not, but text I text her, be like, a hot that. dish. And she'll be like, tater tots or not? Then be like, yes. That's how you know. You are from the Midwest. Yeah. Um, Guys, today's episode, I'm very excited for. Um, cause are I, you? I am, because I've been doing. A lot of research and reading, True. listening to a lot of books on tape. Yeah, I'm going to learn things today. I'm not excited about it because I hate everything. I hate talking about <laughs> We're going to talk about money today. Uh, People, money, 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 money. Hey, um, I like all money. songs about money, though. I like every song about money. So there's that. Oh, do you know the Little Richard money song? Uh, no. Oh my. So Little Richard in the 70s was funky as fuck. Mm. I loved him. And he has this song... Um, that, that just goes, money, 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 money's on my mind. <laughs> but he's got like, uh, like it's very catchy. Like, I'm a, I got a PhD in how to make ends meet. Mm. It's just, he uh, talks about money. Speaking of money. Yeah. Do we have to pay somebody every time we do these where we sing other people's songs? Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think we're at that level. Okay. You think little Richard's going to come after us? He's coming. Do you know where he lives? I, I know you want to know where I, he lives. I do know where he oh, lives. Oh, you know where he, he lives? lives? He lives at the top of one of the Hiltons in Nashville. Really? Or no, Memphis. Oh, yeah. Memphis. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I, both of those make sense. He's to back me. to denying uh, that he's gay. Did First, he stop he, denying it? Well, he invented gay, he said. Oh, he did? He said he invented gay. I believe that. And um, <laughs> that he used to, like, <laughs> fuck everyone. Really? Oh, yeah. Little Richard was, like, on it. Tutti Fruity's about butt sex. No, I, well, I did hear Tutti that. Tutti Fruity, good booty. Oh. Those are the original lyrics. Really? Tutti Fruity, good booty. Yeah. No way. Yes, Tutti Fruity, That's good cute. booty. Wait, but he... So, I'm confused. So, uh, he... Said that he invented gay, which yes. inaccurate, but I but I like his moxie. <laughs> Secondly, um, now he says no, he he is not. No, now he's back to loving God. Okay, Jesus. but those two things aren't. Has anybody told him that they're not mutually exclusive? Well, you know, look, he's like eighty-five. All right. Fair. At some point, you got to just be like, listen, I need okay, to call Richard. you out and in, little. <laughs> you can't call out Elder Richard. Richard. At what time? At what point does Little Richard just become like Richard? Richard or like Elder? Elder Richard. Yeah, we can call him Elder Richard. Yeah. So he's got a great song about money. Mm. Who else has a money song? Um, I don't know who sings it. The best things in life are free. Dun 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 dun. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I, I want, want money. Well, you're thinking about the cover. Yeah, I am thinking about the, the cover. The original I know. One. I just love that. I watched Empire. Re- uh, I'm sure that Empire Records also. Over the the beat. I'm, I'm sure it's also Little Richard saying that song. At some uh, point. Um, yeah, I mean, I know the they're... best things in life are free. Yeah, that's the John Lennon version. You can give them to the birds and bees. I, I want, want money. money. <laughs> what I want. That's okay. What I, okay. Um, so that's a great one. Um. Um. What well, didn't um? No, I'm thinking Monet. Money, money. Is that the <laughs> lyrics? Oh, whoa. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's Louie Louie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's that either. Or money, money. Money, money. Money, money. Do you can tell. <laughs> I'm like stalling. I'm like, how do we get to the end of this podcast without having to nerd out on this okay, shit? Okay, so here's my question. Why don't you like talking about money? I hate it. I have so Why? much money anxiety. What is your money anxiety? What is your because this is this is important part mm-hmm. of of being uh, financially literate and also financially healthy? Yeah. So funny because I'm do, I just I'm in the middle of doing the money manifesting class with Gala Darling. Okay. And uh, I'm about three videos in, 
And one of the first things she says is like, we have to talk about your anxiety with money. Yeah. And I was like, let's not. <laughs> Did she say it in the video specifically yeah. at you? She was like, cat, <laughs> you there with the pink hair. <laughs> so what, what are you feeling are your anxieties with money? Um, I don't like thinking about it at all. Like, I don't like thinking about it. I'm a, I don't like the limitations of money. I think it's okay. Thing. And then I think about like how easily I could see, you know, it sounds like a million dollars seems like a lot of money. Right. But in LA, a million dollars is like, that doesn't even buy you a house. Yeah. So I think I also get really anxious about the idea of like, of, um, what is enough? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, what if I don't know how to, I get a little like overwhelmed at the idea of like, when will I ever have enough? But that is also tied into your own ideas of enoughness, not oh, necessarily money enough, but absolutely. am I enough? When will I be enough? All that stuff, right? When will I be satisfied? And yeah. also, I won't be. I think that's the other thing is like, you hear those stories all the time about like people who make it rich and then lose it all because they like spend it all. On, like the more money you make, the more you spend yeah. is what they say. Although then the other side of it is they say like true billionaire, millionaire people do not spend like that. They I don't know. because, well, it's mentality. So yeah. if you have a, of a mentality of like, there's never enough, mm -hmm. you will always make sure just, um, subconsciously that you never have enough. Yeah. So you will go out and spend same way of like any kind of self-sabotage yeah. that you do. Well, I think there's like, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about like, um, I'm going to open this window. I'm so please hot. Please do. Also, it's dark. It is dark. Do you want to pause it or pop a light on? Yeah. You know, I think, um, a lot of people talk about things in terms of like abundance and scarcity. Like there's all these like Ted talks and all that other shit yeah. about like, get out of the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, I would like to submit that there's a third one, which is avoidance, which is where I live. Okay. <laughs> I think the avoidance goes hand in hand with scarcity. I think it probably does. But if you avoid it, then you don't have to think about it. <laughs> and you don't even have to be scarce. You're like, listen, what if we just don't acknowledge it? So, okay. So you're avoiding with money, which is, uh, I think, worse in a probably. way. Because you're, yeah. not fa you're not facing reality, yeah. right? So I had to face reality recently and do my budgeting mm -mm. and it was scary and awful yeah. and felt really bad, yeah. but I did it and I found out how much money I need to live just to live mm -hmm. is astronomical. Did you do this on your own or with like yeah. a tool or? Um, no, I just did it with my mom. We sat down. Oh, no, I'm not doing this with my mother. Well, my stepmother is a tax accountant and I will not let her do my taxes. Why? Because I don't want her to see where my money goes. All right. I don't want her judging. I don't need that. But will it be free? Yeah. So then do it. But that's the thing is like, I don't want to deal with the, the, like, I am so turned off by the idea of having someone judge my money. Yeah. And how I spend it or don't spend it or whatever. You have a lot to work out. I do. This is not only connected to money. You've no. got other things. Well, yeah. I mean, like, of course there's history there specifically, yeah. right? Like, it's my stepmom. We don't really like, uh talk to each other okay you know what i mean I, I get that but like i think it is one of those things where i actually could do that but i have enough i I would say that like i have a lot of shame around money right okay so and yeah. so that is a thing the avoidant behavior and shame go hand in hand yeah actually and so so what i would do to uh to you and to our i wouldn't do this what i would say for you guys to do mm. to our listeners and to you is you have to get serious before you even kind of tackle this stuff mm. of what is your mentality with money. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of journaling on shame to do uh -huh. with money. And it can be yeah. simple like. Well, actually, do you know. So do you know that there is one of this is I, I see my therapist, but my yeah. therapist actually recommended and I've looked into it. And so I did want to share this resource. Yeah. Which is that there is a lot of people don't know that there is a. Um, oh, shit. What's it called? Uh, the money. It's like, um, of course, as soon as I have to say it, I can't well, remember. Well, here, I'll keep talking. It'll come to you immediately in it the middle will. of when I say something really important. Yeah, do it. Do I know it. that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to so happen. So, what you should do is you should journal. And this was like, so I'm going to recommend two books, uh, or one book specifically I'm going to recommend. And it's Jen Sincero, mm. You're a Badass at Making Money. I, would, I really love You Are a Badass. Yeah, You Are a Badass the, is yeah. great. And You Are a Badass at Making Money is excellent too. So, in this book, 
she says, write a letter to money, right? So write a letter writing all your feelings to money. Like, money, I feel ashamed when I have you. Mm. Money, I feel like you're never enough. I feel like you're going to leave me all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I don't have you, I'll go crazy. Whatever. you Like, write out your feelings to money. That's a pretty good exercise. It's yeah. Debtors Anonymous, by the way. Debtors Anonymous. So there's a Debtors Anonymous group that is meets both. You can There's locations all over, but yeah. there's also... You can do online. They have online and also call in like phone uh, meetups. What is it? For Debtors Anonymous. So okay. it's like it's it's similar to other like 12 step programs. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's all about uh, helping you unlock and work through your issues with shame. And then they provide a, like a ton of resources. Yeah. So they have resources for working through things like if you have tax issues, if you have debt issues, if you have, yeah. you know, like if you're not making enough money, like there's actually it, the name debtors isn't necessarily just about like, oh, I have a lot of debt. It's like lots of different um, resources yeah. for like all different kinds of money issues. Okay. That's a really good resource. I feel like that for me is something that's like more approachable. Than well, I feel like from what, from the books I've been reading. So I read two books specifically and I listened to these books and I'm going to give you guys a secret. Um, they're on YouTube for free. <laughs> okay. You can just listen to them in the car, but Sneaky. still go buy the book. Uh Oh, specifically by Jensen Chara's book because she's yeah. a female and a badass yeah. and awesome. And I like to highlight shit. So I read it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go buy it so I can highlight stuff. Well, the other thing, too, is if you have a library card, you can usually rent. You can now yeah. rent audiobooks from uh, libraries Hoopla. for free. Yeah. Use Hoopla. Yeah. It's a great app. Um, so in this book, um, she talks, you know, like feeling. Yeah, I see your stain. <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't know what that is. So I feel like through the reading this book, the other book I read is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Hmm. which is a classic mm -hmm. and you can again that's also for free on youtube to so, listen to uh, on that no hold on, hold on. okay all so right, we finish right, this thought right. so what i've found through these books is that so much of people's money issues is simply tied not to the fact that they're not making enough money mm -hmm. or they have bad jobs or whatever it is it's really tied to their mental relationship with money yeah and i i just wanted to um mention something so when I was in college I was an assistant for an author mm -hmm. and um she so she read Rich Dad Poor Dad it was one of those books that she like lived by and she also took like a thousand courses at the learning annex and all yeah that. she was really into that stuff but she was always into like get rich quick stuff so even though I was like an assistant for her on her book I also yeah. did things like sell stuff for her on eBay yeah and she like took a class at the learning annex that was like how to make millions on eBay and there was this guy who's like I sell pool tables and I start them all at 99 cents and I always end up you know selling them for more than they blah 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 you know yeah and so I sold all these things that were like family antiques and heirlooms for her. And she's like, start them at 99 cents. And then they would sell for like literally less than the cost of shipping, which was free. That's insane. So she was paying people basically to take her. Well, she's a dummy. Yeah. So I, I want to say that like, it's funny because I also realize in you mentioning that, that I have negative connotations with some of these things that have been like tools that people use, like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. And also... Like, I've been around a lot of people who have been, like, my dad is a get-rich-quick kind of dude or has been in the past. Yeah. And so I think I also, part of it for me is that I've been around a lot of people who have, like, been pretty, it's not careless, but, like, super, super risky yeah. in how they use their money. Like, she was investing in real estate and stuff before the big yeah. fallout. And I'm sure that she felt that. So I will say this in defense of that book. It's not a get rich quick book. Mm. He says that specifically. He says there's no quick way to get rich. Mm. And I'm, I feel like I want everyone to be rich. Yeah. Here's the thing too, is that if you do get through your money blocks and your mental stuff, mm -hmm. you are so far ahead of the game. Mm. There'll be plenty to go around. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like once you figure it out, because so many people are very content and like have have so much fear that they're just not going to do anything. Uh-huh. So you can like kind of slip and slide. Yeah. And so here, so a couple things about um, challenging your wealth ideas, okay? Because we live in like fear of wealth, of, of, of losing stability. You know, maybe like our parents, when we watched mm -hmm. them, we were kids, we saw how they dealt with money. I know for me in my house, there was never enough money. Mm-hmm. 
And my dad used to share with me his financial problems, which Mm. gave me a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things. So number one is when you're challenging and changing your ideas of wealth is find out your family pattern of money. Mm. I have my parents are very different. What were your parents? My mom is like a saver. Like Mm -hmm. my mom has like an 800 credit score. Okay. And like literally, and my dad, uh, but she's a saver. Like she really, like she pays everything off, you Mm -hmm. know, but then my dad is like a wild man. Like he always has debt and things that go unpaid and things that like he puts aside that he ends up spending more on, even though he could have paid it off at the time he didn't for X, Y, Z reasons and so yeah. you're a very like you I'm, have two you have two struggling sides. Yeah, I would say two that conflicting like conflicting sides of money. I'm my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then like my mom's voice is there to be like to what shame the fuck? You. <laughs> okay, great. No, that's fine. Yeah. I'm I know that I'm very um with money is I'm very optimistic where mm. I'm like it'll show up eventually. Yeah. I, I, I have that too. But I don't think my parents had that. I think my yeah, my mom was very much like, there's, it's not enough, but my mom was into investing in real estate mm. and she flipped houses for a living. So she was mm. very financially independent. My dad had his own business, the mm-hmm. same thing, but was always like plan B, plan B, plan B. You know, they were going bankrupt all the time. So they weren't great with money. I didn't uh, have great. Both of your parents went bankrupt? Both my parents, yeah. Okay. Both my parents were not good with money. Got it. Um, I mean, they're fine now, but so. I feel like the boomers didn't really like have good money like no, they're they, I don't think they did yeah i don't think that they got a huge education on, like my mom will say she's like i'm really good at saving money but i didn't save for retirement well i feel like the boomers had a more capitalistic yeah thing than than our grandparents did. yeah like the only reason that there's any my mom's retirement is actually like inheritance from my grandmother that she <laughs> saved like yeah. she saved saved did she saved, put it in saved, like saved. investments and, stuff? and they did investments yeah. so that's that's we'll it. get to that yeah so okay if you guys are holding up so there's actually um there is on uh i've been doing some in some money block meditations mm. and there is a really good one um i forget her name it's a little bit like earthy crunchy crystals ah, yeah I'm, they all I are. see psychic tails in your teeth or whatever what psychic tails know. in your teeth yeah whatever this lady all does right. but she does I pictured cattails she has a meditation that is about <laughs> clearing parental like finding uh, the parental blocks and clearing that. them so uh, that's full of those yeah so listen to like so it's at the end half of that thing interesting so okay so then so after you're done challenging your ideas of what your parents did Mm -hmm. challenge your ideas of wealth and rich people so Mm. we all kind of are like rich people are bad Mm -hmm. rich people are greedy rich people suck Mm -hmm. like you know we go and we are you know walking or jogging through beverly hills we're just like garbage person Oh, they're awful. They're awful. They're true. awful. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, I was going to say, I pictured like the Disney daughter who's lovely. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe that's your or idea. granddaughter or whatever she is. She's lovely. No, but she's an outlier. Okay. Like, <laughs> I thought but, I pictured her, but then as soon as you yeah. said Beverly Hills, I was like, yeah, no, fuck them yeah, all. No, we all hate them, right? <laughs> but at the same time, we're just like, I want money. Yeah. But we associate having money with being a bad person. That's true. So you have to, so you have to get rid of your idea of what wealthy people are. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that most wealthy people are actually good people, but, and Jensen Chera says this, and I love it, but money is simply a tool. That's all it is. Mm. The same way as like, what did I write here? Um, I wrote a really cool thing. Um, so yeah, so money is, money is really just a tool and the rich are just an expert at that tool. They know how to use it. Mm -hmm. They know. So it's like, you know, you can get mad at rich people for like, screwing the system Mm -hmm. they just but they just know how to do it do you know what i mean yeah i would like to regulate them out of screwing the system but sure no i think we should regulate there needs to be regulation but the problem is that the wealthy people Mm -hmm. because they don't have all this fucking hang-ups about wealth Mm -hmm. have the power Mm -hmm. so it's like we're down here being like you guys should be regulated and they're like yeah yeah yeah, okay whatever. so what you're saying (laughs) is we should get rich so we can fuck things up for other rich people I would say, yeah, why yeah. not? I feel like that's the revolution. The revolution is becoming rich to destroy capitalism. I, I agree. And I'll get to the, the index, too, which has a really good part about that. That's really complicated. It is complicated. But mm. that's the thing is like that wealthy people 
do know how yeah. to manipulate the system and because they're wealthy they st- they continue to manipulate it right i just want to live in a world where everyone can afford fred siegel i think but people can though but there no, is the white everyone no, but, cannot afford fred but, siegel <laughs> It's if people choose to. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is that if people... And look, I'm also not saying that like, yes, there are yeah. situations of people's lives... There's a lot of that poor people... That go socially who should and not spend, all that stuff. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a lot of people who should not spend $8 on a... Or cannot afford to spend $8 on a latte at Fred Siegel. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, but, but also at the same time, um, there was this great uh, line in the book that I really liked that was, don't ever say, I can't afford it. Say, how can I afford it? Yeah. Because that gets your brain thinking yeah. of different ways you could make this happen. So maybe that person's like, I would love a latte at Fred Siegel someday. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's interesting because I'm doing the manifesting money exercise or course with uh, Gala Darling. And she, one of the first things that she has you do is actually write down a list. Yeah. Of all the things that you would like to buy in the next two weeks. Oh, I have my list. I have a list. Do you? I I have in my little purple notebook, I have a list of all the things that money will, all the good things that money will bring me. So Mm. I'll, I'll share Mm. what I did with my money exercises. Yeah. I would love to hear. I'm not ready to share mine. So, okay. I'll share them. So it's all closed. Um, so yeah, so money's a tool. You have to change your ideas of what wealthy Mm -hmm. people are because wealthy, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, uh, uh, fucking Bill Gates does a lot of philanthropy, you know, true. There are wealthy people who do good things yeah. and you can be one of those people. Wealthy people aren't bad. They provide for their families. They have educate whatever. Wealthy people are not bad people, but there are some Except for bad the ones people who, voted who for are Trump. wealthy. Yes. And the KKK But there are also rich that. people who didn't vote for Trump. That's true. So so yeah, it's just like, you know, they're yeah. whatever. Tool. Okay. There yes. you go. We're trying to change our ideas of money. All right. Stop fighting me on this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's, it's, you see, I'm like, it's like uncomfortable for I me. I know. It's well, really uncomfortable for you. Here's the other thing though, too, that I think informs it is like, I have an activist history in my family on my mom's yes. side. And so my great grandmother, and, and it's complicated because my great grandmother was um, a desegregationist. Yes. And so she used to like literally go out in the street and hand money to black people. She was like, oh, you guys need money. Yeah. And so she literally would like go out in the street and just hand people, hand cash out to people. Um, and she, but she, the only way she could do that is because she had money. Exactly. But then there's the whole, like uh, the like Quaker background is like, you give it away. Like you don't yeah. hold on to it. You don't hoard it. It's not good. It's not good to be rich. Your life's like, a nonprofit. Yeah. Your life rid of it is by a nonprofit. The end of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Which- I mean, nonprofits are still very wealthy, but they still are, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean also, some of them, yeah. Some of them. But it's the, it's the thing of like, again, do do right. If you are, if you have the means, mm-hmm. you can do much more, mm-hmm. right? So if you're deciding like, I want to be rich so that I can help a lot of people, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. So what I did um, is I made a money list Ooh. of why I'm grateful for money. Okay. So things like, I'm grateful for money because it allows me to live a good life. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for money because it allows me to live with stability. I'm grateful for money because it keeps me healthy and happy by providing means for health services, money for good food, and good quality things and quality care, right? So Mm. these are all things that are good. Yeah for money and why money is good to challenge ideas that money is bad yeah it's so hard because like i already have reactions to things you said i know you're already want to battle them i want already i want to be like okay but the healthcare thing you know what i mean i'm like plastic surgery sure but like being able to get a cancer screening shouldn't cost anything you know just things like that no of course but we Um, don't live in that world yet. i know (laughs) i'm just ready to take it down but if you get to that point then you can take it down. Yeah, that's true. So I, my goal or my mission is to use my privilege to make more money so that I can get other people privilege. Yeah, you, that's I love money because it allows me to um have to have uh, time to do the passions of activism that I want. So what you're saying is I should treat money like a weapon. Weapon. It's a it's a weapon for good. I will fight you fuckers yeah. with my money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. See now All you're right. changing. You're flipping the script. All right. I did talk to my friend today about this about the whole like flip it and reverse it. Hmm. It's the same thing then. If you what? take it and you flip it and then you reverse it. You're just quoting Missy Elliott. Yeah, to but me. it but then it's the same. You didn't change anything. Oh. Did I just do that? Like I'm if, confused. Well, I got she's lost. like flip it and reverse it, but it's just you just flipped it, but then you reversed it, so then it's right back to oh. where it was. Oh, Missy. 
Like, I'm Does just she saying, know? Has anybody talked to her about po- this? I just wanted to point this out. Uh-huh. So, okay. So I made um, things about, like, why, um, why I'm grateful for money. So, guys, make a list of why you're grateful for money. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then make a list of why do you want money? Like, make it really clear. Not just because I want I, I want to feel funny it's or whatever. It's because there's these really cute floor pillows at Fred Siegel that I have literally been thinking about for a month. There you go. That's why. But for me, it's like, floor pillows. I'm like, money will give me freedom. It'll give me stability. I would be able to buy my stepmom a new kitchen. Rings. Um, I would have rings. I could wear, <laughs> you know, this is what I could wear. Nice clothes that are made well and ethically, which sucks that I have to have yeah. money to do that. But yep. again, if you have the money to do that, then you're sustainable and then you can build other sustainability, et cetera, et cetera. I want to invent um, uh, biodegradable uh, fake nails. Well, there you go. Yeah. If you have the money to invest in that kind of company, you can do it. And then I want to start an actual company that biodegrades things because apparently that's a problem. I'm sure. Dude, all this shit's a problem. <laughs> Everything's a problem. Nothing is good. Yeah. So like, so money doesn't have to be bad. You can, okay. you can do like, there are plenty of people who are wealthy who invest in in sustainable companies mm-hmm. or, com- or you know, biodegradable fake nails. Biodegradable fake nails. Exactly. So you can we, see it. We're right? here to change our minds about what money is yeah. and what money can do for us. True. Money is a tool just like anything else. If you okay. guys think Gaudi Positive isn't the basically like place where I leap off from to start my biodegradable nail business, you are wrong. Exactly. This is it. You're wrong. Collecting You're- you all now. <laughs> Future investors. So, okay. So, it's, and then the thing I said is again, like meditate on money yeah. beliefs to break those old money habits. Uh, again, just go through YouTube. There's tons of like money blocks, yeah. like getting rid of money blocks, things like that. I don't want to be like, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be super sassy about it because I do think this is really important stuff. But one of the things that is has occurred to me lately is that there are so many different growth things out there that sometimes I'm like, okay, but if I meditate about money and then I have to meditate about my body issues and then I have to tap about you know, yeah, no, my childhood trauma. I'm just like, could I just like live or do I have to keep growing? <laughs> you have to keep growing. God damn it. I know. Do it Tuesday, Thursdays is body growth. image. Wednesday, Fridays is money. Mm. Saturday and Sunday, do your tapping. I like that. Done. I got your, I got your wellness schedule. Thank you. You know what? Actually, I think a wellness schedule is a really good idea. I think so too. It reminds you to do some self, self care. Boom. Right there. High five daily to five goals. All right. So now we've officially, we're changing the way we think about money. Officially. Right? We're good. So now Put we're going to get into a little bit of financial literacy, which is so fucking scary. And I still don't truly understand everything, Ooh. but I will give you guys as much as I possibly scary. can. It is scary. Okay. Oh. But oh. we're going to get through it. Okay, okay. So. Like what kind of scary? Like Chernobyl scary? Like it's going to take work. Okay. Well, like, have you that's watched Chernobyl? The no. It's terrifying. I mean, I know what happens. I know. I you know. think I don't know. I think they all live. I at saw the pictures. <laughs> so, okay. So for this, I'm actually gonna go into the book, The Index Card, which is available on Hoopla for okay. free. Okay. And this was this idea was created by these uh by a financial advisor and a professor that they were amazed that all the financial advice in the world could be put on a single index card. Mm. I burped. Okay. And then this mm. index, he put it on the index I've card. I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. And then it was shared a bazillion, bazillion times. Yeah. And they wrote a book about it. And it's a quick read. I think I did it on like a trip back and forth to San, from LA to San Diego. Mm. Okay. Some of these things I don't understand and forgot, but just, you know, think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, max your 401k or equivalent employee contribution. Oh, yeah. Don't know what that means because I don't have one. But for those of you who do have one, do that thing. You have to start one. And then I had a 401k. I never maxed my contributions because I was making like $30,000 a year. I mean, this is the thing. The hard part about some of these things is like I've heard that advice and I'm also like, cool. Well, if you make $30,000 a year and you live in San Francisco and you're already in debt, like... There's no room to do that. You, yes. You're not making enough to do that. So that's exactly. like the thing that's hard, I think. Some of this stuff is hard. Some of it, it's like ideally, like I understand yeah. people's situation. But then also some, I feel like for some of us, we have to think about how we like, why we are in that situation, how we got to that situation kind of thing. And is that what we want? Like if we do want, if you do want a specific lifestyle mm-hmm. and the one you're living currently now is stopping you from doing that. 
then why are you why are you still living yeah. it? And you have to figure out how to get out of that. Well, and that's uh, to be fair, I did do that. It took me four years. But what yeah. I did is I I mean, I was like 24 when I started yeah. that job. And basically what I did is I went to another company. Yeah. <laughs> like I left the company in order to get a, a proper raise. And yeah. then um, from there and I'll talk about I'm actually pretty open about like money stuff. Right. So. Are you? Because you, I'm open about money stuff when it comes okay. to like how much I get paid and how much okay, rent yeah, costs, yeah. right? Yes. Like about other shit. Well, I just don't want to talk to my stepmom about my finances. That's what it really comes down to. Like, uh, you know, okay. family dynamics. Okay. Yeah. Um. No. So I made thirty thousand dollars a year at my first job, mm-hmm. like my first real publishing job, and then they bumped me up to forty two because they were like, oh, that's sort of fucked up. Yeah. Um, which was still not enough money to live on in the Bay Area. And then um, I, I left that company after four years and went to work for a company that paid me, I think it was 65 or 67. Yeah. And then I left that company a year and a half later because then I got a job where I made 80. Okay. And so I was making $80,000 a year and I was like, oh my God, this is so much money. I didn't even think I could make this much money. Yeah. Like I asked for 70. <laughs> like that's how bad I was about them. And the, and, the, uh, and the founder was like, I'm going to pay you 80 because. Yeah. Know what, you're, what, know what yeah. you're worth. I think is number one to yeah. thinking about money too is know what you're worth. The most money I've ever made was 82500 Yeah. And um, I, even then, like, it's funny because I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm never going to make enough money. And I thought it was just that, like, I wasn't living within my means and yeah. all this other stuff, which is still partly true. But in reality, I think the bigger thing was that I was, A, carrying over old debts from before because I had been working in the Bay Area yeah. making, like, $30,000 or $40,000 a year and, like, really, really scraping by. Yeah. And then, so I'd carried a lot of debt from that time. And then, B, the other part of that, too, I think was, like... It just wasn't enough. Even at $80,000 a year, I still wasn't actually making enough to live. Yeah. So I think like the money stuff is really interesting to me because we're in a time where we're also talking about in- income inequality so much. There, Yeah. The gap is definitely widening. Yeah. But like that's the thing. The one thing that worked for me in terms of like getting more money was going to new companies and yeah. getting a raise every time. Yeah. I think... In the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he talks about this and is like, it's not a good thing. And I'm like, well, no, I think making more money is a good thing. It's just what you do with the money. So a lot of people, mm. when they make more money, start spending more money. Wait, which part is not the good, uh, not a good thing? Well, he's, he talked about basically like that it's still, you're still in the system of the rat race. The whole uh, idea is that wealthy people live outside the system uh, that we are so accustomed to, that we're taught to go to school, get a good education, mm-hmm. so you can get a good stable job. Blah, 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 which just keeps you in the fucking race. Mm-hmm, and there, mm-hmm. wealth people are just off like dilly dallying and not paying taxes and shit. So, it's <laughs> true. So, I'm a dilly dally. But, but the thing is, is like, so, I, I mean, I do this too, and I think a lot of people do it, is like once you do get that pay raise, you automatically buy more stuff and mm-hmm. live at a higher rate because you think like, Mm-hmm. You know, I have to now. now or yeah, I have to. Or now I finally can. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you don't think long term kind of Mm-mm. stuff. No, not at all. So, you know, what? OK, I'm going to skip over a couple of these um, that talk about like Vanguard, diversal, uh, diversified multi- uh, mutual funds, etc. Just like if you're going to invest, you know, you should probably invest in like low stakes, especially if you're mm. starting out now. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you can take higher risks, but I'm not going to get into investments. I think we I should will do... be doing investment, though. I'm going to go with Betterment. Oh, nice. And they'll do it for you. But do yes to a Roth IRA. You should get a Roth oh, okay. IRA. So the um, get a Roth IRA. Jenny get a Roth says. IRA. Now, for if Jenny's wrong, we're not responsible. Well, look. Also, if there's a crash. I'm sorry, and yeah, I fucking know what's I happening. Know. I just am reading Listen, books. Okay, this I'm is just... not usually the podcast people go to for money advice. So this but is. I respect so, it. So here's just like some simple things. Okay, so number five on this list, but it should be is pay your credit card balances in full every single month. Oh, I know well, it's so stupid. It's too so late now. easy. <laughs> Can't do that. Like yet. it's a, the easiest thing to say, but we don't think about it because we're just like it's not real. So we're just like, sure. oh, I guess they're just what, whatever. What's another thirty bucks? Who cares? Uh-huh. That's how I got to twenty thousand dollars in debt on my American Express. Currently, yeah, yeah. And I pay three hundred dollars a month in interest. Yeah. So pay off your fucking credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm yeah. telling you. Best advice: pay them off in full. But what do you do if you have twenty? Because you can't pay twenty thousand off right now. No, unless I'm, I'm you 
Unless you land something that well, makes... Well, that's what I'm doing is I'm ah. thinking, how can I afford it? I see what you're so saying So I'm now. working harder, but if I had to do it over again, mm-hmm. I would of last year because I did it I did it in like six months yeah and it was mostly interest hmm. just I mean I would pay down a thousand dollars and of that thousand dollars um there goes 350 yeah out the window to interest yeah and then my insurance and my car payment are is on there so I can get miles oh right there's 500 so then really all I've paid down on my credit card is a hundred bucks yeah so you know um I'm super into like miles cards and all that stuff mm-hmm. and like paying for things you normally would pay for on them to get miles so you can get like fun free vacations and all yeah. that stuff there you is just a have to be on that shit yeah and there's a website for all of that stuff it's called nerd wallet yeah and it's a great site for figuring out what credit cards are yeah are good for you it sucks that we're in a spot where you kind of have you have to have a credit card yes everybody has to have a credit card in order to establish credit yes. but then you're supposed to like have a credit card that you don't need basically mm-hmm. <laughs> like which it's is, just to pay for things that you would normally pay with with cash, and, yeah. but just make sure you pay it off. And all of these are rules set up by people with a lot of money who are bad, wealthy people. But apparently, <laughs> we've learned there might be some good ones out no, there. No, I think that they've just we've uh, we've been conditioned a certain way of the American dream, hmm. and um, the idea that all Americans are just poor millionaires. Mm. And I'm not saying that these are going to get you rich, but these are just going to get you in a better financial place, all right. right? If you're changing all these ideas of money and you're doing these responsible steps. So yeah. next is, um, uh, this one, okay, this one says save 20% of your money. I say realistically 10% every yeah. month. Yeah. Try to save 10% of your money. Well, that was the church tithe was like, you have to give 10% of your paycheck every yeah. week. Yeah, well, don't. I'm do not the doing, church yeah, stuff. Fuck the church. Um, Sorry if you are. I don't know. <laughs> that might have been a controversial. And then statement. so I'll I'll skip all the other ones, but definitely read this book. But this last one I love: promote social insurance programs to help people when things go wrong. Yeah. So really, even though you're wealthy and you got all that money and this cash because you got all those blocks out of there, you still need to support healthcare mm-hmm. and Medicaid and welfare. Yes. Because that's what's gonna is. You are contributing. You live in this society. Also, everybody else and any if you do anything that benefits the people around you, you win too. Yes. Like one of the things I always say is like it's so funny how rich people will spend so much money on security when they could really just spend money on the betterment of like other people's lives. Yeah. Because then they wouldn't have to be feel insecure. Yes. Like, <laughs> like so this so this next tip I got um off of a podcast I really love called the self helpless podcast oh that's me um and they had on this great financial advisor I forgot her name but it's fine but she actually has this great way of organizing your money so we all budget right and budgets are boring and they're stressful and we don't like it mm-hmm. so he she made it very easy what you have is you have one account for yesterday's promises those would be your rent your bills your credit card payments, anything that is every month you have to pay it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get to your paycheck, your money goes into yesterday's promises. You don't touch that because that's going to all of your car insurance, all that stuff, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Then you have your tomorrow's promises. I like this. So tomorrow's promises is like, I really want to save up for a vacation. I really, you know, want to put a down payment on a house. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So you manage how much money is going to go into that account. You don't touch it. I'm calling this tomorrow's parties. Tomorrow's parties. Yeah. And then, then you have um, today's pleasures. So whatever's mm. left over is the money that you can be using today. That's your ice cream money. That's your ice cream money. Yes. And then I really want to talk about this because this is, I think, is super important before we get into um, some ideas of building up some passive income. Mm. Um, but um, there, so do you know what an asset and a liability is? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're so stressed out by this. You know why? Okay, I'll tell you tell the truth. Tell me why you're so stressed this out by this because podcast. Because I don't know any of this shit. But that's okay. Uh, it's not okay. I, look, I didn't know anything about ethical fashion. I knew nothing about it. I know, and you've been killing the planet because of it. Exactly. I'm just kidding. So I'm, I'm sitting joking. here, and I'm going to stop you killing your wallet oh. and your financial future hey, sweet baby by wallet. teaching you some things yeah. that I wish I had known when I was 20 because our stupid fucking school system yeah. is still in agricultural shit doesn't teach anyone any of this bullshit i know it's really weird it's like i have a college degree and i had to take one math class in college and we're not required to take any business classes and i think that's crazy i went to art school and they were like go be artists and then it's like cool how am i gonna 
market my art. And they're just like, whatever. Whatever. Do it. it Well, I just remember someone in like one of the professors in my program in the journalism program being like, we're not here to set you guys up to get jobs. We're, oh, you're not here to cunt. get nobody. You don't go to school for, to be to get a career. What? You go to school to be educated. And I was like, what a privileged fucking statement. Jesus. And there are a lot of professors who think that way. But that is a problem. That's why we're all idiots about money, because like even when we uh. go into education, like a good school, whatever, we're not required to. And we're not learning this shit. Yeah. Like if I think every every liberal arts degree should have I really think every person should be required to take one oh, like yeah. personal finance class I uh, yeah. the shit I learned in my call co- I didn't learn anything in my math class in college I didn't understand it and I got a D and I some that was somehow enough to pass because I yeah. just like needed to get through it yeah uh, I mean, I my hands in the air because I'm so animated about this. I would have loved if they had given us a marketing class, yeah, and a business class on how to like a, how to run your small business, yeah. And no one did it. I'm so fucking in the dark. I still am not sure the difference between a, a, li- a um, LLC, limited liability, yeah. corporation, and then an S corp. I'm I don't really know either. All I know is that my dad told me to get an LLC before, and I know I didn't do it. Oh, but, like, y'all, he told everyone me. should be a corporation, especially now, like mm. with what's going on with the tax stuff mm. and I'll, I'll get into that in a second oh good to know um we're gonna talk about being a corporation because i am a corporation um i knew I am it moon pleasures incorporated i Thank knew you. it moon pleasures moon pleasures incorporated that's my business name um i so, want to make you a jingle please do moon pleasures incorporated yeah I just pictured a woman with like really good eighties curly hair, like and and like the all the makeup that goes with yeah. that, just like slow turning and looking at the camera. Money, money, money. And she's your secretary. <laughs> and then you walk through. And I'm through. just like, I'm a high powered businesswoman. Thank a- you. And there's lots of dry ice fog around yes. you. And you like pull up your collar and you oh, like pose I love gl- it. glamour shot style. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay, so we're gonna now we're getting into um the passive income ideas and minding your own business. Okay. So minding your own beeswax. So here's the thing the, to truly be financial freedom Mm. at the end of the day, if you're working for someone else, Mm. you're working for someone else. Mm -hmm. You're putting in work so that they can put more money in their pockets. Yeah. Right. Unless you work for a company like I do where there's a profit share there. Yeah, that is good. But at the same time, there's someone still who is has control because totally. they could just be like, "I'm I'm closing the company." Boom, you're out of a job. Right? Yeah, true. So you still are under control of someone else. So mm-hmm. the great one of the greatest ways to actually have financial freedom is to have your own business. Yep. Which okay. Oh, so the difference between a liability and an asset. Okay. Mm-hmm. So very simple. An asset puts money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. A liability takes money out of your pocket. So a lot of people think that like their house is an asset Mm because they're like, I invested all this money in it. It's not. Oh. So your your house, because your house depends on the market. So Mm -hmm. you might buy a house for $80,000 nowhere, but you might buy one. Detroit. In Detroit. But if the market crashes, that $80,000 house is suddenly worth $40,000. You're out $40,000. I think you can buy a house for $80,000 in Ohio. They're actually, in Pittsburgh, you can buy one. Pittsburgh's dope. I can't wait to move there. I saw a really cool house in Cleveland for $150,000. Yeah. It was huge. Oh, yeah. You can buy such nice stuff anywhere else but Los Angeles. Sorry. But, um, but, But... to that point, if you are Airbnb in your house or using it to make like an office or to make money somehow, mm-hmm. then suddenly your house becomes an asset. Ah, so I your see. car is a liability, but if you are Ubering, it becomes an asset. Or you're Got using it. your car to make money, it becomes an asset. Yeah. Things like that, right? So anything that puts money in, asset, takes out liability. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to think of. So now, at this point, Let's say you work for... Is Lupe an asset or a liability? Lupe is a lovability. <laughs> she's my little She poop. totally like stopped and looked up like, hey, I love you. She's, she's, she's being a weirdo. I'm so being happy a total she's weirdo. So let's say you work at a sunglass factory, right? You're making sunglasses, okay? Yeah. And you work for the man and you get taxed. 30% of your taxes gone, whatever. Mm-hmm. The idea is that you want to start minding your own business, and to finding a passion, right? Uh-huh. So let's say that you truly love to make Renaissance Fair dog costumes. Uh, I do. Yeah. Keep your day job True passion. doing this. But yep. you should be investing in yourself and mm-hmm. in time and money into making these Renaissance Fair dog costumes. Yeah. And let's say you want to take some sewing classes. 
or what are you traveling mm-hmm. to the run fairs to get research for these Renaissance Fair dog costumes? Yeah. If you become a corporation, an S corp, limited uh, liability corporation, you can now tax write off almost everything that you do. Mm. I write off everything. Mm. I go do a show in Japan. That entire trip to Japan is now a business trip. But aren't there limitations on like what you can write off on that stuff now? There are some, but for the most part, it's like if like I yeah. could I could be like I'm gonna go to a writer's retreat mm-hmm. that's taken care of all any seminar I take is taken care of acting mm-hmm. classes all this stuff mm-hmm. that is for my business is now a deduction. Yeah. So Do you save all your receipts somewhere. Um, I use QuickBooks. Yeah. On my phone, and you can take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but honestly, I do that, and the credit cards also have all the information, too. Yeah, I mean, I just basically don't do anything in cash so that it's all in a... Yeah, all, so I have two yeah. credit cards that are all business. Yeah. All my business goes on those credit business. cards, and that's it. And I have a question for you. So yes. when you first applied for a business credit card, was it difficult? No. Um... Because I actually have, like, you have to be, like, a corporation. Like, you have to yeah. have all that stuff. That's who the state... But see, this is all the kind of yeah. stuff that people don't know. They're like, like they, I know, yeah. some, I have a friend, for example, who had a cupcake business that was awesome. Yes. Um, but, you know, business, and it did really well for a while, but then it didn't do so well. And then she was yeah. ready to sell it, but it had accrued a lot of debt that she had racked up on a personal credit card. Oh. She'd never opened a business card for it. Okay. Did she not pay it back? Well, I mean, she had racked up debt with the business when it wasn't doing well. And then. Oh, OK. Yeah. But she did it on a business on a personal card and not a business card. Yeah. So, but there's reasons for doing that. Right. Like there's a reason for doing a business card. Well, because you're an employee card. of the business. Mm. So I'm technically an employee of Moon Pleasures. I would mm. get I got a paycheck from paychecks mm-hmm. that had all my taxes taken out. Oh, so I, that's how I was paying myself for a bit. Oh, wow. So yeah. you were using paychecks to pay yourself. You weren't yeah. doing... That's very... See, well, a lot of people... they also take all the taxes out for you, so I don't have to worry about that stuff. And that's awesome. I don't think most independent contractors know to do that. Well, so if you're if you're doing a DBA and doing business as, mm-hmm. I don't think you can do the same thing. Oh, interesting. So that's why you get the 1099 this and you take taxes. Shit. It's so fucking complicated. And you know what? We never but talk about it. here's the thing. It. You gotta do it. It is yeah. hard work. This is all hard work. But if you are sitting in your car... For hours at a time. Yeah. Put on a fucking book on tape. Yeah. Like there is no excuse for at this day and age for people to not know this stuff because there is so many resources of YouTube. That's true. Books, seminars, all this shit. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just hard work and it's facing it's that not. you might. It's facing your shame about money. And it's not fun. And it you no. worry that like things will happen. Yeah. It's not fun. But sometimes it can be fun. Yeah. Because if you think about like. I think about now I'm thinking about possibilities and yeah. I like that because before it was just like, oh, no. But now I'm like, oh, actually, not everything seems so far away. Yeah. So now you're a corporation. Let's think about some passive income. So passive income is basically you not doing anything mm-hmm. and it working for you. So things like let's say you have an online course. Mm hmm. Right. So you're selling that online course. That's yeah. passive income. If you have a video on YouTube that's super popular, that's passive income. Can Let's... I share one that's a funny one? Yeah. Let me hear one. So um, I'm going to tell you this is I'm going to read this off of a okay. site because I like to do it that way. Um, and then I don't have to think about it. This is from bestlifeonline.com. Okay. And this guy, Alex, too, registered million dollar homepage dot com. It had a it was a one thousand by one thousand pixel blank slate. And he sold off each pixel for a dollar a piece. Many companies purchased by the dozen and parked ads on the top. And within a few months became a millionaire. There you go. So uh, he ultimately used his profits to launch an app that we all use now. What is it? I want you to guess. Tinder. No. No, it's an app for... like a like a it's it's a anyway I'll just, I'm, just don't tell me anymore. I know it's called he he launched calm the calm app oh really yeah which like a lot of people use for meditation or whatever that's it's hilarious like, yeah he launched calm um it's a sleep popular sleep and meditation app yeah so uh he actually has a whole thing uh 10 ways to focus better during meditation so I if you want to do what he did start there well here's the thing about all this stuff is that it all culminates to the idea of like being a badass, being a gaudy positive person and funny and, and 
making your own way, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing about is all this stuff is ways that you can become independent Mm -hmm. and stable and doing your own thing. So at the end of the day, like if you're doing this passive income stuff, you're saving up this money, Mm -hmm. you are really thinking about the things that you want from money, it'll it'll get you so far ahead of the rat race and from all of this stuff of like people just go to a job nine to five day in and day out and then they're tired so they watch reality shows and they Mm -hmm. sit and they drink beer or whatever you don't have to fucking do that because you're a passionate Mm -hmm. awesome exact like amazing person Mm -hmm. and it just takes you just have to work a little harder than the average person right to do it and just that's all you have to do so other things are like passive income is like renting your space renting your car and it's not really passive but it, it pretty much works um that like also like this guy was passionate so he started a blog right yeah. you can start a blog a lifestyle blog something mm-hmm. that's your passion about and all this stuff will take work all of this none of this is get rich quick none of this even get rich necessarily yeah. but just getting your shit in order so you don't mm-hmm. feel crazy so that you have the brain space to actually go and live your passionate gaudy life mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think it's really interesting because like the one little pushback i have on this is that I just, I guess I just feel like at the end of the day, not everybody's hobby should be a business, you know? That's like, I true. think that's the other side of it. And, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to want to be a garbage man and then, like, come home at the end of the day and, ju- and, like, not then also be a quilter. Like, you know, <laughs> or like, a, or like, turn, like, sometimes I feel that way about styling. And I'm, I've heard other people talk about this too, where, you never want to get to the point with your work where you get burnt on it, burnt out yeah. on it to where you stop loving it. You know, yeah. like I think that's a real thing. And, um, you know, and so there is a work life balance thing here that worries me a little bit just because it's like if I'm suddenly looking at everything around me as like, oh, that's an asset or like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like there the burnout is real. So work life balance has to fit in there somewhere. I th- but I think, though, I guess my counter to that is. The idea that this stuff, that doing this stuff now will give you the freedom so mm-hmm. that you don't have the burnout. Yeah. Right? So, and and again, yeah, not everything. And if you love being a doctor or you love, like, your job at the DMV, then you love your job at the DMV. Yeah. That's fine. But also be saving money. Yeah. And, like, get your financial shit in order. And just, but then, but then you also have to know that you're going to be living the life of someone who works in the DMV. Right. And that's the paycheck you're going to be living on. That's true. If that's what makes you happy. If that makes you happy, if like all of your desires are within that, then fine. But if your desires are to go to Maui and do a 10 week trip. Yeah. Then I mean, then how are you? How are you going to do that? You can't just like wish for it. Yeah. That's not how much money manifesting is not like just thinking about it. No, but it's, it's, (laughs) it's actually sitting and thinking like what, what can, I mean, that's the thing is I think that there because people are inherently lazy, there is enough money to go around if you just well. And what did put we talk in about? A little bit more work. Yeah, but what did we talk about with the word lazy? Um, people are scared. People are inherently scared, scared or shamed, ashamed or yeah. you know, fearful. Yeah. yeah, I guess fearful and scared are the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> people are people are afraid. Yeah, of money because they're more afraid of losing it than they are of the mm. idea that they might gain it. Or confused by it, which is definitely me. But is it the confusion coming from the fear? <gasps> Woo! Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Lupe agrees. But here's the thing, is that I talked a lot, and I feel like I gave you guys a lot of information. Hmm. But now we get some fun parts. Yes, fun things. There are some fun things that people who have turned their passions yes. into a reality. Yes. Is this, is this my place? Take it away, cat. Okay, I was like, is this my, is it my time? Okay, so like here, I love talking about all the tacky ways that people have turned their silly things into money. Yes. That's my favorite thing because I love the idea that like, you know, we always talk about this, like live your most tacky life. Like that's your best life, yeah. right? So I can has cheeseburger. Love it. That was a meme. That was a cat meme. Yeah. And uh, then it became $10 million, a $10 million business. For I can has cheeseburger and little funny fact I shared this with you someone I grew up with who I was actually in a band with in high school yeah. made money because he bought I can has internet dot net or something like that yeah and eventually somebody from the I can has people came along and they were like we'd like to buy this URL 
And yeah. so he made a healthy little profit it's off of selling that URL. It's about seeing opportunities. You yeah. have to like keep your eyes open and yep. see these opportunities. That guy wasn't afraid of money. He no. was like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Why not? So how much do you think pizza.com sold for? $12 million. 2.6. Okay. All right. <laughs> Overshot that moon a little bit. But uh, yeah, $2.6 million for pizza.com, which the guy who his name is Chris Clark two first God. names all right Suspicious. i know you don't like that chris clark he bought it in 1994 for 20 dollars. that's so crazy yeah 2.6 million dollars um who bought it he, you know i don't know well let's go let's go there let's go to pizza.com and see find the pizza you're looking for delivery local pizzerias and recipes all in one place it's truly like a pizza passion project oh i love it yeah, I'm okay. passionate about pizza. What else? Yeah. But for some reason, there's an ad on it about struggling with depression. Anyway. I s- <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone who goes to a pizza.com is yeah. not struggling with depression? <laughs> like, no, I get it. Dying from that. All right. did you? Was there an ad on pizza.com when you went? All right. So, um, okay, here's another one. By okay. selling chicken wholesale. This one doesn't sound, that one's not like super gaudy to me. Selling chicken wholesale? Yeah. This was a Zacon Fresh, a full scale business based on uh, selling on basically like people had to buy 40 pounds of chicken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, they made just a shitload. They they made a shitload of money. Okay. Apparently. Um, okay. So let me get into a some. A bird shitload? A bird, a bird shitload? Yeah. Yeah. Like a chicken shitload. Yeah. Chicken shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe an ostrich shitload. So, uh, there's also just funny things. This isn't even like tacky. It's just like, oh, you, the, it's the things like um, like Velcro. Like nobody would expect that like Velcro would be a thing that made somebody millions of dollars, but it did, yeah. right? So um, office chairs. Yeah. So bizchair.com was uh, founded by Sean Belnick and uh, it started at, a, it was a $500 business that turned into seven figures. It's just biz chairs? Just biz chairs. Just business chairs. E-commerce? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ecom. Ecom is big, man. It's the way of the future. <laughs> it's the way of the, of the last 20 Real years. Real estate Ecom, baby. Yeah. Okay, so everybody's heard this one. I don't even need to spend okay. a lot of time on it, but you know what it is. The Pet Rock. Oh, yeah. Right? The Pet Rock turned into a million dollars. But, like, that's the kind of stuff that I love. This is one of my favorites, though, is uh, collecting cans. Okay. Because, you know, you see all these people out there who are collecting cans and you're like, how much money are they actually making off of this? True, true. Well, this guy, Kurt Dagerman, um, he got really into collecting and reselling tin cans and then died and his family discovered that he had a million dollars worth of of cans that were like waiting to be recycled. That's so crazy. And he he had compounded, I don't know, but he'd compounded his fortune because he, when he got the money from it, he actually invested it in stocks. So (laughs) he's a really smart money man. So he made a lot of money and then he died. Um, But okay, here's a good, a good gaudy one. Okay. Doggles. Love it. Doggles. Because you want some doggles? Yeah, she does. She would look so cute with some doggles. So Ronnie DeLula was playing Frisbee with her dog. Lady Biz, <laughs> when the pup failed to make a catch, something that had never happened before. I love reading this. What this is from happened? Best Life Online. Um, Delula reasoned that the dog that the sun got in her dog's eyes, so she invented a pair of dog-specific goggles, also known as doggles. Oh, yeah. And so canine units and canine ophthalmologists started using them. Pretty smart, actually. And she actually made a patent from it, and uh, she makes more than three million a year. That's amazing. On doggles. I mean, even the Spanx lady. Oh, yeah. Spanx. Well, insecurity sells always. <laughs> we knew that. Um, there's the kid. You've heard about the kid who, uh, Evan, Evan Tube HD. No. So he's nine now. But he, I think he started when he was like six. But anyway, he reviews toys on YouTube and he is a multimillionaire. <laughs> Jesus. He's a nine-year-old who makes, a mil- That's who makes the thing. millions it's of dollars. It's his passion. It's toys. Yeah. He's a, and he he's, did it. He's a kid. Yeah. So uh, just ask your, start following you. If you have children, think of There's, them as assets. <laughs> just, you just have to like look at the world differently. That the world, I think it all goes to the thing of like the world is happening for you, not to yeah. you. It is always full of opportunities. Yeah. There's stuff for, there's, there is, 
you know, cash flow to be made. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, like, get over your fears about money to see it. I also like the idea that, like, there's th- some of these next examples are things that people have done to um, make money that truly is, like, just making money off of a passion. Let me see. So video game, professional video gamers. Love it. Um, so Kuro Takasomi earned three and a half million dollars uh, and he made two and a half million in se- 2017 alone. So yeah, he's made three and a half million dollars on Germany's international Dota 2 team. He's a he's a professional video game player making three and a half million dollars. Wow. Right. Um, a treasure hunter. So this guy, um, Mel Fisher, spent decades diving off the Florida Keys seeking treasure. He eventually stumbled upon the sunken Spanish galleon Nuestra Señora de Atocha. Obviously. Which, yeah, which uh, contained a $450 million haul of gems and precious metals. God, that's amazing. Now, he did have a legal thing afterwards because Florida basically, the, the State Department seized the assets. Yeah. Um, but then it made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court, who awarded Fisher three quarters of the fortune, much of which today is preserved in the Mel Fisher Maritime Museum. So he actually was like, I'm so rich now I can open my own museum and See, name it after me. that's amazing. I love that. That's it. We should go down there. We should. Do you want to go to Florida? Yeah. Let's no, go to I the know. Keys. Really? Nah. <laughs> I kind of want to go to the Let's Keys. Let's go to Nashville instead. Yeah, you know, I like Nashville. Yeah. And Memphis. And uh, you know what's near Nashville, sort of. Pigeon Forge. Yes, it you is. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. How do I? I listened to Dolly Parton on the way over. Okay, she is my queen. Um, the Yo app. Do you remember that? Yes. That I feel like is one of those things. That was a strike while the iron's hot, in my opinion, because that was like when the iPhone first launched. People were like, "What can you do with it?" And everybody was like, "Sure, I'll pay ninety nine cents for an app where all it does is say Yo." Yep. That guy made millions well that's too but another passive income is Mm -hmm. like books do you have like an ebook like a little tiny ebook you want to that you sell for a dollar two dollars doesn't matter it could it can still over time make you like 500 bucks a month yeah that's not that's not chump change motherfucker yeah well it's true and then there's like all the little weird the things that people would be like you're an adult why do you make stuffed animals for a living because people fucking love it. ask ty warner how he's doing with those beanie babies oh my god ty warner ty warner one billion dollars by 1999 i'd love to know what that's at (laughs) today um and then what do you think about the the people in etsy who make uh foxtail butt plugs you know they probably could make make so much money money. you know the real dolls people they make shitloads of money Yeah, I did watch a thing on. Um, uh, I watched My Strange Addiction the other night, and mm. people men who dress up as rubber dolls. Oh yeah, I have trouble with that one. Uh, you know what? Whatever. I really, I, it's a thing. You know, mm. it's it's becoming the thing that you want to be, that you want to fuck. I don't get it. I don't, whatever. Uh, okay. I'm happy for people. I want to fuck a rubber doll. Um, <laughs> what if you could wear a blanket? This is from Business Insider. Well, people did. It's called the Snuggie. Hell yeah. And it made $30 million. No, no, sorry. It made $500 million. Jesus. 30 million were sold since 2008. That's what i $500 million. And you know, those things are not nice. It's like wearing a tablecloth. Yeah. It's like really like just a half step up from the thing you get at the doctor's office when you got to do your breast exam. Yep. Yeah. It's a slanket. Um, the slinky made a shitload of money. That isn't really like following your passion. That was like an accident. Yeah. Uh, Furbies. That was an ex. That was a passion. Furbies were a passion. Um, and they took over. So $500 million annually. At its but was peak. it a passion before? Um, like, like John J. Furby made it or something. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it was created by a toy person for Tiger. But, okay. You know, like it was one of those things where it's like, that's a, that's the kind of thing where you can make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, that's a corporation, but still, like, you get to pull out your passion. But here's one, the Koosh Ball. Okay, I love it. Scott Stallinger in the 80s invented the Koosh Ball, um, and Hasbro bought it for $100 million. That's amazing. It's literally a ball made of, like, rubber fibers. It's I mean, not... just think about Barbie, too. Like, that was a mom that was just like, my yeah. name is after my daughter. Yeah. Here's Boom. my... This one, I don't know if this is exactly a passion. Oh, it's a company, but... um. Big ba- uh, big mouth Billy Bass. 
<sighs> Big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred million dollars. Amazing. I mean, this is this is just proof that like this shit, the like weird, silly ideas that you come up with on the train or in your car or whatever. Yeah. Like if you just go home and work on it a little bit, you could you too could be the exactly. inventor of the next Koosh ball. Eggs eggs fucking exactly that's what this episode is about it's not about money it's about it's about destroying your ideas of money so that you can live your fucking gaudy passionate life yes now i have i the next one's a cautionary tale okay this is about making sure you protect your own things okay protect your own assets okay um in 1963 harvey ball drew a smiley face outlined it outlined with a circle and filled with yellow this is the smiley yellow smiley face we all know it if i say smiley face you all picture it that was invented by somebody once upon a time he sold it for 45 (laughs) dollars he never trademarked it it was uh you know a job that was done for a company for like a client um they liked it so much they used it on everything and then he made 45 dollars and then a company named Smiley World bought the design, and they make over two hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow! A year. I need to uh, trademark Kegel Crusher. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's I'm a do that. that's a that is a true thing. And so, um, yeah, think of all the plastic bags that have smiley faces on them. Someone makes money every time. It's so crazy to me. I know. What? So that's a downward step. Here's a triumphant okay. story. Okay. The Chia Pet. Okay. Yes, we all know the Chia Pet. And uh, the great thing about it is at $16 a piece, they sell 500,000 Chia Pets every holiday season. Apparently, it's a really popular holiday. Wow. I got that as a present one year from a boyfriend, and uh, I should have broken up with him. <laughs> I knew he went. I knew he bought all of my presents at Walgreens. Um, so it, creator Joe P-Dot. Yep. P-Dot. P-Dot. How do you Pido? think? Probably Pido. It's two T's. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no idea. Credits the idea to his home in San Francisco and an agent at his ad firm's butcher of the name, ultimately leading to its infamous jingle. Say it. You know it. Cha-cha-cha-chia. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, the toy was eventually included even in a New York Times time capsule. That's amazing. I know. That's a just like, it's just like a thing. He Just a random dude. In so, San Francisco. So, guys, be inspired. I hope this yeah. episode inspired you to, to like, really face your shit head on. Chia Pet. You, could, you too, could be the inventor of the next Chia Pet. You could make the Chia Pet. I want to know what else you're going to put some plants on. Yeah. You know? What else could we put plants Mom on? pussy. I was going to say, yeah. maybe some underwear. The what book. if there was, no, like, a Chia you. Pet? Because you can eat Chia. Yeah, no, so, I don't want dirt near my vagina. You want some chia undies? Well, you let it you grow first. No, there's no dirt. Chia. There's no dirt with the chia pet. You just spread oh, the yeah. seats on the, yeah, on no, the clay. No, I, I don't want things yeah. growing. I don't yeah. want sprouts. No? It's no. like its own bush. Oh, my God. All right. And with that, guys, thanks for listening to Coffee Positive. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, please rate, subscribe, um, Google the what retweet i don't know google retweet add us on facebook instagram all that shit the gaudy positive show is it the gaudy positive show or gaudy positive you don't show? even know it's gaudy positive show i thought it was the no oh it's gaudy, gaudy positive, positive show. show um and then review uh, us review us give us all the stars please yeah and write a nice thing um i'm at jenny's agreement at everything and i am at style ethic on everything as well yeah and uh Thanks, guys, for joining us. If you have any questions, just, um, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Okay, bye.